and welcome to Aviation United by Aviation Zero. I'm delighted today to welcome mentor Leonora Skelly. A very good morning, Leonora. How are you today? Hiya, David. Um, I'm really good. Thank you. Good. Are you enjoying the sunshine? We're in Ireland at the moment, so uh, Leonora is, is, is in uh, Dublin also. So she's, uh, we're enjoying. How, how's the sun in your, your neck of the woods? Oh, yeah, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous out today. Um, I actually have a couple of days off. So I'm really, really enjoying the weather. And um, yeah, sun always helps. Good. So pretty much we'll crack on. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Okay, so as you already introduced me, my name is Leonora Skelly. Um, and at the moment, I work in the homeless sector. Um, I'm one of the specialist support worker um, and I work for the Salvation Army um, in a one night only shelter for um, males only um, and we deal with a lot of um, alcoholism, mental health, drug addiction um, and, and so much more. Um, Besides that, I've worked in the field, in and out of the field of addiction for many, many years, over 15 years. Um, and it's something that I'm really, really passionate about. And it's something that um, I've had great experience with, as in uh, working in the different fields. And, um, and yeah, um, it's great to be able to do this today because, you know, as much as you think... Um, that everybody knows what to do, you know what I mean, or, or how to do it. You know, some people don't. Some people just think that how they're living right now is how the rest of their life is going to be. Um, and, you know, I suppose the biggest reward is is seeing people change and seeing people grow. And, you know, and the job I'm in at the moment um, would be, you know, the reward in that would be watching people be in house you know, and um, and I'm not even on about like a big house, like like it could be just a little one, a little bed seat, you know, but it's somewhere to call their own. Yes. Um, and, you know, working with them to have the right supports in place because um, this is something that's very important, I suppose, no matter what you're doing in life, you know, um, that you need to have the right supports in place Um for whatever it is you want to go or whatever it is that you want to do. Um, so so, so yeah. your, your role, Leonora, so generally as, as, uh, as a mentor, so what would, what would your day-to-day yes. role be? Okay, so I, I at the moment work um, in a residential um, homeless shelter hostel. Uh, it's one night only. Um, it's ran by the Salvation Army, but funded by DCC. Okay. And uh, so my day-to-day would be in and uh, those 20 staff. Um, so it would be about supporting the staff um, for the running of the centre on a daily basis. Um, and that would include like support walking, key walking. Um, <clears throat> so we have a bus and uh, like the lads get to go out every morning. With this lockdown, it's totally different because they're not allowed like hang around the streets or the parks the way they used to and stuff like that. So it'd be about, at the moment, it was about coming up with different things to keep them in. Sure. You know, and, you know, we face a lot of things of where, like a lot of these lads, uh, you know, are 
alcoholics and, you know, suffer from drug addiction and stuff like that. And it was like, how do we maintain this? You know, because you're not allowed to drink on the premises and you're not allowed, you know, use any form of substance on the premises. And um, so that was a really, really big challenge. And it's, you know, about having your your morning handover, you know, with your staff and setting up the team for the day on how best to manage um, everybody's needs, you know, from mostly the residents because we're there like to, you know, create a safe space and, and yeah, so they get their breakfast, they get their dinner, you know, and it's a lot better because we only actually got milk there and because of the COVID-19 into a new building before that, we were in a different building and all the lads had to be out by eight o'clock in the morning and they weren't allowed back in before six o'clock in the evening. And when this COVID-19 happened, uh, we had to go into 24-hour lockdown. Okay. Um, so that's where the, I, I suppose, um, how are we going to keep the guys entertained? How are we going to, you know, um, deal with the frustrations of lockdown, you know? Um, but like, <clears throat> I have to give credit where credit is due, you know? I think when you have, um, when you have a really good team and, you know, um, things really went, I was actually surprised. I thought we would have having a lot more outbursts you know, or, you know, people, 25 men under the same build, under the same roof, yeah. you know what I mean, 24 hours a day at all, like it would have went sideways a little bit, but it actually didn't. They were actually so grateful to have somewhere to, to actually stay because other than that, like they would be walking the streets until they could come back in at night. All that testosterone, it's no good, especially under locked doors. Absolutely <laughs> not, no. <laughs> Can I just ask you, Leonor, just with regards, you mentioned the yes. DCC. Um, just yes. for our listeners, what, who are or what is the DCC? DCC is Dublin Corp, is, is Dublin City Council. Okay. Just so because yes. it's, it's um, yeah. uh, just to give <laughs> just to give an insight to to uh, everybody listening out there today. So what we'll do is, you know, just generally the, the main topic of discussion today, where we're trying to get, a, how do you say, the signs and symptoms of somebody uh, who may be experiencing alcohol or drug problems. What, what would you, what would you, what are you looking for, or what's what's the typical signs and symptoms of somebody that may be experiencing these these problems or issues? Can you say problems or issues, or is that a wrong thing to say? Uh, I think anybody can say, I think you can say whatever it is you like, as long as, you know, your motive behind it is pure. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Uh, a lot of people get caught up in language and, you know, how people say this and how dare you say this or how dare you not, you know, but um, the science to look for, wouldn't it be ideal if the fourth sign was somebody asking for help? <laughs> yes. you know and it's yeah. it's it's the one that helps the most yeah. um but it's not yeah. something you know people have to lose the force before they ask for help and even not that they they may not you know and um, but you know <clears throat> with so many different like people present themselves like at at, at different stages you know and um, for some people, they might be after losing everything, their families, their homes, you know. Um, I think the hardest one to identify is somebody that is actually functioning within their workplace to some degree and um, their home life. Um, they find it harder because they haven't lost anything. And when they look at the homeless person on the street or, you know, 
the drug the drug addict that's you know sitting at the corner or you know being spotted scoring their their drugs whichever way and they can't identify with that sure you know so therefore they don't feel that they have a problem okay and and yeah and then like you've others that you know don't wait to lose everything you know what i mean i know that something is wrong you know by either how they're using or how they're feeling because of their it's usually an event is it like is it a stressful event that they've had in their lives that bring bring (laughs) does does this actually bring it on like to have and like um, it has been it has been said, David, that you know certain experiences in your life, you know, will definitely, you know, you ain't going to amount to much after, you know, um, your experience, and and that's what they say, cliche kind of, um. But I've known people, you know, that has came from very wealthy backgrounds, had a really good schooling, had no major issues, as in like no physical, mental, sexual abuse, anything like that, and still became dependent on alcohol and drugs um, and taunt, you know, and and lost everything and ended up, you know, in 12-step programs or treatment centers. And and so I I think, you know, there's so many different theories out there, Dave, and, um, you know, know, you'll you'll find what suits you. Um, I'm a firm believer that, you know, um, that you'll fall under a category of, of somewhere that um, that help will be available to you. Yes. You know, I think, yeah. you know, one of the things is <clears throat> is that it doesn't really matter how you arrive, where you arrive. Yes. You know, I think the fact of the matter is that you get what you need when you arrive there, okay. you know, for going forward. Okay. Yes. And that would be my biggest message to, to, to anybody, I suppose. And, you know, how do you know you have a problem? You know, for me, it would be start with yourself. You know, try be as honest as you can with you. If you're hiding anything and, you know, you're uneasy when you put your head on the pillow at night for whatever reason, you know, talk to somebody. Yes. Um, <clears throat> even though that's not easy, you know, depending on what profession you're in. You know, there's families? a lot of expectation. What about families? What about families, and families would family. family, like I mean, it, like if you can speak to somebody, it's nearly always your family that knows <laughs> when yes. the when there's a problem. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And um, but like, yeah, for families, 100. percent There's so much help out there for families. Absolutely, so many support groups there for you know you've Naranon, you've Aranon, and. Um, You've, um, you know, community-based family support groups, um, and they're in nearly all the areas. Now, I'm just speaking for Dublin here. Um, but, yeah, like, you can go, like, the, the main thing is that is that the problem is identified. Sure. And normally what happens is when the problem is identified within a family unit, um, they either all get help, which would be great and ideal, um, or you know the, the person that has the, that's presenting with the problem, they may get help, and the family members don't. You know, or the the person with the problem continues the way they are, and the family member can get help. You know, but you can be guaranteed that um, once an alcohol and once an alcohol or drug problem is identified, you know that you know it, it affects everybody. But so does the recovery process. 
you know, from the kids to partners to parents to, you know, siblings. Um, everybody can recover, you know, through, um, through communication and honesty is the only way, you know. Yep. And, and, and is it, you know, is, is, there, is, there, is the symptoms, signs and symptoms uh, the same for somebody that might be having alcohol problems or, or drug problems? Or is it, is it similar yeah. or, or different? Um, I, 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 would, um, I, I would imagine that the person who's either taken the alcohol or the drugs, you know, the situations might be different, but you can be guaranteed that how they feel will be the same. And the outward symptoms of um, how they present themselves, drugs, using drugs, um, you can hide a lot more easier sometimes than you can with alcohol. Okay. That has been my experience. Why is that? Like I have seen people try say they they haven't got drink on them and they're falling around the place. You know what I mean? I've seen seen somebody that has um, been using drugs like and you wouldn't know right and, and but why why is that you think in terms of um well i i, I think i well i think <laughs> straight off the bat like um having an alcohol problem and having a drug problem is looked at completely differently within our society you know not i suppose people are coming around but like if you were a if you were a, a an addict um claim or not are still using you are frowned upon do you know what I mean it was an absolute shameful thing to do and I think when you were an alcoholic and because alcohol is so sociably acceptable do you know what I mean and I do believe that um, it wasn't it was he had an awful lot of problems do you know what I mean that's how he became that and whereas there was no excuse for somebody going on drugs you know, um, I do, but uh, me personally, I, I don't difference between the two of them when you're looking at somebody who's struggling um, to um, to give up either. Do you know what I mean? To me, they both destroy lives. Right. Regardless of what drug it is or regardless what alcohol is. You know what I mean? And they both destroy lives and kill people. Yes. Outright. Yeah. Like, and um, this is what we suffer from. And the people are more worried about the shame that that brings to their family um, instead of, like, um, how amazing it would be to get help. Yes. Now, people think it's a bad thing. I, the fear, you know, of um, people knowing that you suffer from this or that you're about to lose your job or, you know, that you're slipping in your world, you're not the person who they thought you were and, you know, so there's an awful lot of things that you need to overcome um, when you set off on this journey for help. But as you said, Davey, yourself, you know, how do you get there? How do you ask for this help? Yes. Yeah. So, so how, um, I mean, for family and friends and stuff, I mean, it's, it must be so difficult if I mean, you hear a lot of stories recently on social media, especially because of the lockdown and yeah. some of the parents, for example, and this is no criticism against the the, the, uh, the younger generation here, but you hear a lot of the parents are worried about 
because of social distancing, for example, and they don't know where to turn to or who to ask because their kids are going out or having a nice time and they're just worried about them because now they're coming back into the house and maybe some of the family or friends uh, maybe in the vulnerable category. So if you kind of relate that as well to to drugs and alcohol, I know they're very separate, but I mean, how, how can somebody, you know, rec- doesn't much recognize it, but how can they really get them help? How, how do they kind of like they interfere if you don't trying to get at without being interfering, mm-hmm. but also try to help? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, yeah. If you're talking about teenagers and, you know, I suppose with this whole COVID-19 experience lockdown, I can only imagine the families out there that's really getting to see, you know, um, who each other are like, do you know yes. what I mean? Including their teenagers. Um, you know, I would probably do a small intervention that would be my first one, you know what I mean, where I would, you know, assess the situation, you know what I mean, find out exactly what they're using or what, you know, what they're drinking, um, and definitely have an intervention and sit down, like, there's loads of things, you can do harm reduction, you can use, you know, the form reduced use, and um, stuff like that, and, and as difficult as that would be, like, to have, I think it's the way forward, I think, people do, uh, young teenagers do a lot of their drinking and using drugs outside of the family home, you know what I mean, because they want to be part of something, whatever that is, you know, Um, and I think it goes wrong, because when they're outside, I'm not saying let your child sit home and use drugs, that's not what I'm saying, or, or drink anything they want, but I think within moderation when they get to a certain age, like, why do they need to hide this stuff? Yes. Why do they need to go to the extremes that they go to? You know, that would be that would be my thing, you know, like trying to get to the root. But I do believe, and I'm a big believer of this, that love conquers all, David. Okay. You know, I believe it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yes. Um, and I believe there is help there for everybody. In in these in, with this COVID-19, it would be a lot harder. I would be saying to you, if you're a parent, you know, if you know somebody else that has a young child that has went through this, you know, I will definitely be getting onto them and asking for their advice. And the same as, you know, there's loads of things online and, you know, helplines that you could probably um, ring up and just for now, um, because a, a lot of support until I'd say the end of June, July maybe, and uh, there won't be a lot of services open back up. And even if there is, there's going to be a longer waiting time for, for an appointment time. or anything like that, you know. And um, but definitely, there's definitely things you can do. Be a firm parent, do you know what I mean? And um, and definitely, God loves families in this pandemic, David. But in your in your mm-hmm. experience does it affect everybody drug and alcohol use yeah i walked in treatment i walked in a treatment center many many years ago and like it was never only about the person that arrived in that actually had the had the addiction you know what i mean it was about the whole family it was about our kids it was about our parents it was about our parents it was about our siblings it was about it was a bit like a any individual, whoever you are, no matter how young you are, how old you are, male, female, no matter what culture you come from, no matter what background, you know, um, when this affects somebody, it's about their life. Sure. 
So whoever is in their life is going to be affected. Yes. Because that's what's forgotten, isn't it, sometimes? It's kind of like yes. we just think it's the individual, but we actually forget that it's, it's everybody involved. But, uh, 100%. And as much as the damage trickles through and, you know, affects the whole family, one thing I can say, in when you, when you start your own journey of, of whatever that may be to any family unit, you know, um, it, it's, let's just say a husband or a wife decides to quit drinking or using drugs and, you know, the partner is, is on board, you know, um, as equally as what the damage that was caused, recovery really, really does work. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The, like the 12 step programs for instance like they're absolutely amazing Can you, actually you know um, and, and that was one thing I was going, going to say sorry David that when you said how does somebody you know um, put their hand out for help you know and, and an awful lot of things that stop people putting their hand out for help is the judgement Yes, um, and it's like the shame and like I can't say that to a family member or blah de, blah whereas a 12 step program you can find out where the meeting is you know you can go you can speak if you want to you don't have to speak if you don't want to you know and you can be guaranteed that people will support you there until you're ready okay, okay. you know and some people are never ready right. to ever say that they had an experience and um, you know, that brought them to whatever places, you know, like I, like just, just people like I know that would be in recovery many, 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 many years, but not everybody would know that. Okay. And that's okay. okay. You know what I mean? And I think if we get that across, you know, to people like you can, you can contact your doctor, you know what I mean? And, um, but some people in certain professions and um, David wouldn't want to do that. You know what I mean? Because once again, it's on a record. Yes. You know, so you have an awful lot of things that kind of stop people getting help, you know, and that's why there's so much suicide. Right. Like, people think that, you know, um, well, it's their own fault to get into this, and, and rightly so to a degree. Do you know what I mean? But on the other hand, it's like you've somebody there that has a family that's, you know, <clears throat> that has a problem, doesn't know how to ask for help. It's just continuing thinking this is the way it's going to be, you know, and starts falling behind on bills and, you know, not being emotionally available for their kids or, you know, their partners or their parents or whatever. And, you know, eventually becomes too much. And that's why does it so much of a big rate of suicide. Right. Do you think more? Could you know, be and, and that's yeah. You think, sorry, sorry, just we've gotten quite interested in this. I mean, do you think yes, um, more should be done with um, companies specifically that to make them have programs available have programs for individuals that they can go to them? Because I mean, don't get me wrong; it's wonderful what you're doing. It's wonderful what uh, there's some uh, yeah. you know support processes out there. Um, but you know, it is a more uh, work needs to be done for for companies specifically to to pay attention to this as well. What would you think? A hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> I think companies have no problem bringing in health insurance and you know insure this and pensions and and all of this. I definitely do believe that you know some form of support should definitely um, should definitely be more of interest in companies. Yes, like. 
people are human beings at the end of the day. And I do believe that, that once again, I will say, depending on, you know, what type of work you're in, um, the expectation is higher yes. on the individual. Yeah. And um, so therefore, sometimes it is harder to ask for help. Um, and I'm not directing this anywhere individually, but... Sure. You know, it, it really is um, companies, you know, companies need to um, put something in place. Yeah. You know, whether it's just, you know, an online survey that they can do, you know, like um, just have stuff, links available within the organization. You know what I mean? That if somebody did feel like maybe, you know, offer counseling, you know, have you ever felt you need counseling? And in some organizations, that's what they have. They have like um, um, a partnership, let's say, with an outside organization that if somebody came and had any sort of a problem, it could be a debt in the family, it could be anything, you know, they're given six weeks free um, counseling session. Now, you don't have to use them all together. Yes. You know, but maybe by going to the first one, something might happen, you know, where you can say, look, I, I really need help. I need to discuss this. And that might be the start of somebody's journey into identifying, you know, um, that problem. Yeah. No, I agree um, but I, once again, I will say, David, it's definitely you could have 50 million links up there. And if the individual does not want help, yeah, they ain't stopping. Yeah. They become overwhelmed. There's too much information. Yeah. And there is, I mean, I don't know how, how you find it as well with, with social media. I mean, there's a positive and a negative, I suppose, to everything. But with the social media, especially at the moment, there's just so much of it out there. And it must be so difficult for the individual to try and find, you know, what's relevant, what's accurate, what's correct um, to get the help that they need. Absolutely. I think social media is absolutely amazing, but it has its pros and cons. Yeah. You know, I suppose it's like everything else. And there's a lot of information up there. Like sometimes you wake up on a day and you just seem to see somebody being positive 52 weeks of the year or whatever. And it's like, you know, you're looking at that and you're saying, why am I not that? Yes. You know, and therefore within that moment already, before your day even starts, you're like, there's something wrong with me. You know, and this is all the stuff that, um, an individual would hire and would constantly battle with, you know, on a daily basis to to not tell people that yeah. for fear of being judged yeah. or fear that people say, I oh, know there's something wrong with you for thinking like that or feeling like that. Yes. You know, um, but I just think if you're out there and you're listening and you feel in any way, shape or form that you need help with anything, just pick one. Just simply pick one and start there. And if that's not for you, pick another one. Yes. You mentioned Take the, the, Leonardo, you mentioned the the the, uh, the twelve step uh, program. Program. What 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 is that? Give us an overview of that. I mean, what what is it? What does it involve? Okay, so a twelve step program involves and um, it involves it's a, it's a whole program, you know, and it involves um, meetings. Um, sponsorship and um, it's where an individual an individual would get to go and uh, attend meetings maybe listen for the first time and uh, try and identify with somebody um, within the meeting 
um, either on that situation or how you felt. Right. Um, and, you know, they say don't look for differences. Well, I never done that and I never done that. And that hasn't happened to me. You know, that that's looking for a difference. But if you can identify, oh, my God, that's how I feel after I drink or use drugs. Or, and I've lost that because of that. If you can start identifying. And, you know, <clears throat> if you attend that group every week, it becomes then like a little support group for you. Yes. Um, and um, they say do 90 meetings, 90 days, you know. And at the end of the 90 days, if this is not for you, sure, you can go back to your to the life that you arrived here with that wasn't working for you. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? Um, yeah, so uh, give yourself 90 meetings, 90 days. Let's see how it goes, you know. Um, take up a little service position. There's loads of services positions within the 12 steps. Um, does the running of the meeting, does the tea, does, does loads of things. Does, um, but then you can get yourself a sponsor. Um, and this is somebody... That's kind of um, that you can reveal okay. your is stuff it like a to. Um, it is like a mentor, yeah. Right. Um, right. But um, yeah, so let's just say, like, you're, like just saying things that, like, you have to remember, like, people are arriving at twelve step programs coming from all walks of life, you know. So everything that you're going through is not for a meeting, an open meeting you know the same things that you would need to keep for a sponsor a one-on-one you know um, and that's a relationship you build up over time right um and there's loads like there's loads of stuff like you, you, you like they do like conventions and you know that's where you get to go away for a weekend and there's loads of speakers and um you know, you just get to grow, you meet new people, you know, you find that there is a place where you belong. You know what I mean? And by doing that walk and unraveling, like going back to what you said at the start, why you arrived there. Yes. You know, when you start unraveling that through doing it 12 steps, um, you find out who you are, who, who you are truly meant to be. Okay. You know, and from that then, as I said, all the new stuff that you learn, you know, and um, you, you take that home, you know, and it becomes part of your life. And, you know, your kids start to recover, your family start, you start recovering the relationships in your life that, you know, you had once damaged. Right. Um, and it's, and, and there's no fears, there's no joining fears. The only requirement is a desire to stop doing what you're doing. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's good motivation. <laughs> yes so that has to be you want to have you you want to have now a lot of people arrive because of courts a lot of people arrive because i'll do this now and i'll get her back or i'll get him back you know as in they've been kicked out of the family home or they're going to be so i'll do this for a couple of weeks and you know but like that's any individual's journey you know what i mean you'll definitely find your own if you just um if you just allow and a 12-step program is really really good because Sometimes, like when you go to a treatment center, like a treatment center ends, it's like a six weeks or eight weeks or six months or 12 months, you know, but, and then there'd be an aftercare from your treatment center, which would be one evening a week, probably for two years. Um, but that all comes to an end, you know, whereas a 12-step program doesn't come to an end. It's right. never ending, you know, it never closes, does online meetings, does... There's so many online speakers on YouTube and, you know, just for instance, on like if you woke up one day and you said, you know, um, 
I feel a bit lonely today. Yes. You know, you can just simply put that into YouTube, you know, whether whichever 12-step program that is, whether it be Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Cocaine Anonymous, Gambling Anonymous, whatever it is. But if you put that in, like, let's just say, NA speaker um, on loneliness, you know, you'll have somebody come on and speak and you can listen to it as you go. And so there, there's loads of little things you can do. Yes. And do you have to keep going to you know, steps? I mean, is it constantly... Oh, 100%. So, so you can, yeah. is, it, is it a case if you go step one and you don't finish step one, you can't go to step two? Is that how it works? Absolutely not. No. no right. <laughs> You'll never make it to step two if you don't continue, <laughs> if you don't finish step one. Right. <laughs> um, step one is the most important one, you okay. know. Um, it's about, you know, accepting the fact that you have a problem. Okay. So what, what would you say, Leonard, what... what before we go, it's been great talking to you. What, yes. what would you say or recommend as as a motivational uh, point before we head off that to tell somebody or to inspire somebody to get help? What's what's the what's the most important thing they can do? Oh my God! Um, I don't know. Give yourself a chance. Ask for the help that you need. Don't be afraid. Um, you know, this is not the end. It's only the beginning of something new once you, you ask for the help and, and you're open to receiving the help. And it's not easy, you know what I mean? You're going to have to do things outside your comfort zone and things that you don't want to do and you're going to have to take direction, you know what I mean? For, and that's hard for somebody that's been sailing the whole, their own ship for a while. Yes. Um, but... Um, and it's definitely water. You know, anything has to be better than how you're living at the moment. If you're, if you're really in this crisis around alcohol or drug misuse, um, definitely. And I'm not saying that the 12-step program is the only way. It's one of the ways that is really, really successful throughout the world. Yes. Throughout the absolute world, there's a 12-step program. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, you know, give yourself the chance, give yourself the opportunity and uh, pick up that phone and ask for help. Well, thank you very much, Leonora. Thanks very much for chatting with no Aviation United today. And uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll speak to you again sometime again in the future. Thanks a lot. Thank you.